All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, today we have another amazing veteran to come on our show, the Misfit Nation. If you're like most high-performing leaders, you're tired of being pulled in multiple directions with zero time left for yourself. As a certified Proctor Gallagher coach, our next guest has and 27-year military leader helps high performers live empowered, fulfilling lives, all while achieving their highest potential. She helps leaders focus on what really matters so they can stop feeling out of control become more effective with their time, and spend more time discovering doing what they love. So well, let's welcome to the show, Laura Noel. How are you, Laura? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad we uh, got connected through the interview ballet, and uh, I, I get to see more veterans that are doing great things for our fellow veterans, as well as others out there in the corporate world. That is so great. I know. I, I love doing this work and getting to connect with people that I otherwise never would have. And it's it's really cool to see a lot of veterans branch out and do entrepreneurial things. And then it's really even more awesome to see veterans helping other veterans do the yeah. same. Yeah, it, it kind of makes your heart pound a little bit when you see the veteran community come together to help each other, no matter how long you've known each other. If, even if you just met, it's like you've known each other forever. Once you say, I'm a veteran, it's like that bro hug comes in there and and you get the high five, you go out and have coffee, beer, whatever, and all of a sudden you're best friends for life. It's it's great. Yeah. So Laura, Definitely. if you don't if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself from as far back as you want to go through your service to where you are now and uh, introduce yourself to the Misfit Nation. All right. Well, nice to meet everybody virtually. <laughs> um, I've been in the uh, service. I retired in 2017. I was in the Air Force for really just a few days under 28 years. Um, so a long time, I was a radar scope operator. I was a vocalist in the band, the band manager. Um, and then before I retired, well, I was an honor guard and uh, a commandant of a leadership school before I, I retired. So a lot of different careers within a, a larger career context. Uh, but toward the end of my career, I just really, I really loved teaching leadership um, and helping people connect with one another. Um, helping people get other ideas from other people and the people on their team so that they could make their team stronger. That really resonated with me. And so when I retired, I decided to um, start my own coaching and consulting business um, in the same kind of um, way, coaching and, and consulting with leadership, leadership of self, helping other people transition, whether it's out of the military or from a job into entrepreneurship, or a leadership position, helping people get into the mindset of that so that they can fill those roles or courageously step onto that path, um, feeling good and being successful with it. Well, definitely. And uh, you mentioned transition, I think, uh, with the multiple different positions you held in the Air Force that helped you to kind of get ready for the leap once you took off the boots and uh, the uniform to go into this side of the world uh, to your adult job, I guess, is what I called it when I got out of the military. Now I have to find a grown-up job. And I think, uh, how was your transition from that day when you finally said, this is it, to, to where you are now? Well, first, you just highlighted something that I never thought of. And it, it just makes me think of how, when we're in the military, we often take for granted the experiences we have, and we don't place value on them as much. And then when we transition 
into the civilian world or into the corporate world, sometimes we downplay some of the experiences we've had because we don't know how they translate. So you just said, and I never thought of it, that I transitioned. I had a career of transitioning and didn't even realize I did it. And yeah, I think that did help me transition ultimately um, from being a military member, career military member to starting my own business. But I deliberately worked on that mindset for you know a few years prior to actually making that leap. Um, I meet a lot of veterans who just like me, you know, we're using our education benefits and we're going to school and we're saying, what do I want to be when I grow up? What's my adult job going to be? And so like a lot of people, I was struggling to find my purpose. And the cool thing about being in the military is you can switch jobs, but you don't lose your, your place, so to speak. You're still progressing through the ranks. So I got to try a lot of different things, but I was still searching and um, getting degrees and certifications, uh, but probably around 2016, one of my certifications was in uh, yoga. I was teaching <laughs> yoga, <laughs> so very random. And I was at the schoolhouse teaching it to my friends and colleagues. Um, whoever wanted to come to the schoolhouse after hours, I would just do a class once a week. But I noticed how it was improving people's lives and their health and their well-being. And so I thought, gosh, if I could bottle this up, in a curriculum, I'm all over it. This is my purpose. So once I made that decision in my mind, this is it, the people and the resources were in front of me all along. Like I just noticed them and capitalized on that and got the support, got the training. And then I got certified to coach um, in the Proctor Gallagher Institute, the mindset piece of it. Uh, and, and the rest is history. That's So it made my transition a lot smoother because I was already a big component of what I was coaching was building a self image of the person you want to become and living as that person now, even though you don't physically have the things yet and you haven't manifested the career yet, you still want to like, even in the service, if you are going to be an, a, a senior master sergeant, act like one now and see yourself as one now. And, and you'll get there. And so the same concept is true when you're transitioning. So that was an aha for me. And that made my transition a lot more smooth. And that's awesome now to go from yoga instructor and then into what you do now. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That kind of leads into the name of your site, stretching to success. Yoga is basically uh, controlled stretching. It's a, a great uh, practice to help you relax in the morning, night, whenever day, time of the day, you need that meditation to get you going. Me, usually yeah. I fall down and uh, I do something and hurt myself <laughs> doing yoga, but it's because I try to do it by myself. <laughs> yeah, so you need you need that instructor. You need somebody <laughs> guiding you. But it's, you know, the, I like the yoga piece of it too, because it's, um, and even though I'm not teaching the physical practice of yoga, a big component of it is your mind. And that's that you're stretching your mind into what's possible and not just what's in front of you or not just what you've done over the past 20 years, 30 years, right? Because you're so much more than that, so much more vast. And I think it's a lot of veterans get into that uh, that little scope, that aperture is like this big, this is who I am. I've done this for 20 plus years. That's all I am. That's all people recognize me as. But if you just let down that aperture and let yourself be open and free, you'll be able to find a lot more things. And I, 
then you, like you did uh, starting your own business and now you're being, you're successful on the other side of the fence, basically helping others. Oh, what was your aha moment? The first customer that you had, was that an awesome moment when you finally landed that first client and you were able to give them their aha moment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was really determined and I hired a coach very early on. Like when I, I was getting certified in the curriculum, but a couple of months later, I enrolled in one of their kind of think tank events at the Proctor Gallagher Institute. And then I um, invested more to actually work with Bob Proctor. So um, I, I didn't overthink it. Sometimes we can get, overthink it and think that we have to, oh, after I get the certification, after it's completed, then I'll get my first client. No, I just look at all these years of experience I already have. Look at all the years of experience people serving already have. I just need to be far enough ahead in my coaching to be able to lead somebody else through this process. And so because I had a coach and because I uh, put myself on the hook, so to speak, and invested in that way, if that dude told me to stand on my head and sing the alphabet backwards, I would have done it. <laughs> and so it, I didn't have time to think. I just went into, I just moved. I just got into action and moved. And before you know it, I was picking up the phone, even though I was scared to death and saying, hey, I'm working through this material. It's been really transformational for me. It, would you be open to having coffee with me? I think it would resonate with you. Can we connect? And that's how I started. Um, and I would have coffee with people. It connected with people. They came on board as clients and it, it was exhilarating. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, I get to do what I love and it doesn't even feel like work, but that's possible when you're doing something that you love. It doesn't have to feel like a grind, you know? It's something that you look forward to when you wake up in the morning, you wake up and you're just ready to go because you have that passion to go forward every day. And I, yeah. and it's awesome when people like you or, or myself, even now my, my new day, my day job and this, I wake up just invigorated to go and I'm, I'm just happy every day. I try to live every day in the moment, not worry about what happened yesterday. Just do better today. Yeah. And I think and, you had, you had leadership experience for, you were in 27 years. I'm sure the first year, like most of us, we didn't have anyone that we, uh, we were in charge of, but as you go a year in the military, they usually give you some responsibility. So 26 years or so you were a leader. So that's a lot of time to grow your coaching ability at that point. Do you, do you kind of fall back on anything you learned in the military to help you coach people as well as the Gallagher, the Proctor Gallagher approach? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's the yoga philosophy. It's the years of being in the service and being a leader and, and running a learning institution, you know? Um, also, I mean, I'm back in school. I, I'm, a, I'm an avid learner. So I'm, you know, getting a doctorate in psychology and leadership nice. psychology. Uh, so all of that combined, the life experience, it, you know, it all comes down to it. So it's exciting. And I love one thing that you said, you know, you have your, your job and your podcast, you can find your passion. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to find that passion. It can be in anything that you're doing, as long as you love it and you're, you're doing it with excellence and it's filling your soul and your cup. Um, you know, you'd mentioned earlier that sometimes people, they, they're not really sure what they want. And then they transition into a job that maybe, maybe it was the job they were doing before, but they didn't really like it that much. 
but they can do anything that they want to do. You know, it, it doesn't have to be because you've had the skills and you've been in for so long that that's the only path you can follow. It's really just follow, figure out what you're passionate about. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, if you and I think there's a stat out there that most uh, veterans, when they get out of the military, they if they transition, they usually quit their first job within a year because of that same factor that they just rushed into something to to keep an income or think that they had to take that first job and they quit because they're just miserable until they find something they're passionate about. And then they're able to wake up each day with joy. And, and like you said, have a full cup and drive forward. Mm -hmm. So on your, uh, in your bio, it talks about the imposter syndrome. You want to explain what that is and how you can truly live your life to the highest potential as you break free from it. Yeah. And imposter syndrome is kind of that feeling that, you know, you're, you're reaching these levels of success or getting the accolades, but on a deep level, you feel like you're a fraud, you're an imposter, and all of your successes must be a fluke. It's not real. And if um, people are going to find you out, and I lived that way for a long time, even I, I got up to E9 and I still felt that way up to a certain point until I started working on my mindset. And then I could really settle into it and feel comfortable. And when people feel like that, they're not serving at their highest potential. They might walk, talk, and act, and they look like they have it all together. But even though we look from the outside looking in like we have it all together, there's so much more to do. There's so much more growth that we can have. But And so when somebody's stuck feeling that, that imposter syndrome, they're just, it's that feeling of not feeling fulfilled because you're not standing in your, your true power. So building a mindset around who you want to become, getting a clearer image in your mind of, you know, what do you want your life to look like? Um, how do you want to be of service in the world and in your community? How does it feel being of service? How do you want to feel every day that when you wake up, how do you want to feel about yourself? And so you kind of write the script of you. Um, and every day you take steps toward being that person. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, if you have your dream home, that's a part of your vision and your lifestyle. And, you know, maybe getting up a, a decoration that resembles that home and the decor that you would have, but putting it in your office now, you know, so that you can feel like you're living in that space right now. So that, that's what I mean by writing the script of you and then becoming that person. That's one way that you can overcome that imposter syndrome too. Awesome. And I like that you said that even as an E9, you still had to think that you were not really doing the right thing or someone was going to call you out on something at that time. And that shows that it, at any time it can happen to anybody that you're, when your mindset is not positive enough to show that you're strong enough to do things, it could break you and make you think that you're not doing the right things. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because I have always been a, a type A kind of overachiever. So I was always leading different events and different organizations and doing the right things and with, you know, with other leaders, but inside I was miserable. And so I would push myself um, to exhaustion because I always felt like it wasn't enough. I wasn't doing enough. So, and it just really ate at my soul. And it wasn't until you, you can't escape you. You have to do the inner mental work um, and get to the point where you believe that you're enough and you are, we all are. Definitely. And uh, 
uh, I, I experienced it myself on my fourth deployment. I, I had all negative thoughts on my fourth deployment because most of my buddies that I lost were on their third or fourth deployment. So I just knew I went to the well too many times. So if I'm going on my fourth time, this is it for me. So I had this whole negative connotation when I was going. It took one of my soldiers basically slapped me in the head saying, hey, Sergeant, you got this. You're not that person. You're you're way better than that person. Stay strong with all that slapping and me getting wounded as soon as I got in country. That helped too. And that shook me out of it and brought me right back to where I should be with a positive mindset and strong growth mindset and move forward. Wow. That's really profound because you know, a, a lot of people stay stuck in that that old mindset that keeps them doing the same thing. And usually you can change it either through something, an emotional impact, which that happened to you, or through deliberately um, time, you know, repeating something like an affirmation with feeling over a period of time. Um, those are the two ways that we can kind of change those deep rooted beliefs in our you know subconscious mind that kind of move us into everyday behavior and action. So that's, that's a really um, profound story. Thank you. I know you said you're a lifetime learner and you always took advantage of the air force uh, or the military tuition assistance that they can help you get your degrees and stuff. And a lot of people don't do that, which is on, it just drives me wild that they don't do it because it's, it's free education. You don't have to tap into your GI bill. You can get it the whole time you're in military. And then when you get out, like you're doing now, going for your doctorate, does it, do you feel that knowing more equates to doing more or do you have to actually do both in order to become successful? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think knowing more means that you'll do more. I think um, there's a lot of people out there who have advanced degrees, like dripping off their business card <laughs> and they're just not making it happen. Um, and then you have people who don't have those advanced degrees, but yet everything they do just, you know, turns to gold it's their mindset. That's the differentiating factor here. Yes, you need the requisite skills to do what you want to do. Um, But if you really want to do something and you have a vision or a goal to do something, if you don't have those skills or the background, don't let that stop you. It doesn't matter. You can acquire those skills and it might not be you yourself getting the degree. It might be teaming up with somebody who has that expertise. So it might be building a a mastermind of people around you. So no, I don't think that, I think education is important. I don't think that it means that you're going to do more because those people still have those mindset blocks. And in fact, when I um, was retiring, I talked to my coach because I wanted to get a doctorate then. And he said, are you doing this because you think you need it? Because I had this, I'm not enough in my mind. Or because you want it. And I'm like, dang, I was doing it because I thought I needed it. And so here we are. That's back in 2017 when I um, retired and started the business. Now I want it. And I found a program. I mean, it's like neuroscience of leadership and psychology. And like, I'm such a nerd with that (laughs) stuff. And it's right here in the Boston area. So I was like, I'm all over it. I only have like 13 months of my GI Bill Uh, left. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) I'll figure it out. You know, just jump. I'll figure the other two years out. But uh, yeah, so it doesn't equate to you doing more. So, but again, you need the requisite skills, whether you have them or somebody else does. Education is important because it helps you grow. Really. It helps you learn more. Mm -hmm. I like how you said that you went to your coach and 
he asked you know or she he or she asked that question of yeah do you want it or do you think you need it and a lot of people think that they do need it because they look at say they're getting out they look at the the job site and it says a uh, preferred uh, preferred prerequisites or whatever uh phd or masters in this and but they don't realize that they have 20 years of experience also that can equate to either one of those and probably be smarter than the people that are actually reading the books because most of them never talk to people. They just research. They just look at words all day and they don't have a lot of that social interaction where a leader in the military, you're face to face with people every day. You're learning on the fly. You're learning to be a leader. You're learning how to coach, teach, mentor the whole time. Do you, do you think that's part of the thing too? Uh, a lot of people get hung up on, they read that saying they need that PhD and they don't realize that they already have that same knowledge. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that That's absolutely a block for them. Um, but I, I think if you believe in yourself and you look at the skill set that they're looking for and you can equate that to experiences you've had, I mean, I think that person would be a much stronger candidate than somebody that simply has the degree, but then ha- doesn't have any experience or they're not, they don't have the confidence, you know, or the belief in themselves. Exactly. Uh, and I got my bachelor's degree, my uh, last, uh, the January before I retired from the military. So January, 2015, I finally got my bachelor's degree, which I started before I even joined the army. And uh, just because I thought I had to go to college, my dad said it was better for me to go to college. I tried it. It just wasn't right. I went in the army. So 22 years later, I finally got my degree. And then I waited a couple of years and I started my master's. And I was in Georgetown with a bunch of young kids. Uh, I say kids because I was an old man by that point, but I'm in the class, but all of them are just straight. Every year has been school since they were in kindergarten, all the way through up their master's with no real life experience. So I, every time we do a discussion or a posting, I'd feel like I was just saying things that were logical, but they would not get it. And it was, it was really frustrating for a while until I, I realized that divide between the schooling, the academia and life, life learning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, life learning and, and in school, we're not taught how to make decisions or how to shift, you know, your, your mindset and to transition like we do, like I was, you know, we talked about earlier, like we take it for granted, but that a lot of people can't do that, but we do that in, in a, you know, in this kind of um, career. So those are life experiences (laughs) that, that are important. You have to be able to have those skills and um, in any business and any organization. And I think it really helps most uh, veterans as they do transition, especially ones the ones that now are a lot more going into the entrepreneurial field. I call them entrepreneurs. I've had a lot on my show and a lot of them are, are very smart with what they're doing. They have awesome products and they're getting it out there. Some of them are going through Bunker Labs, going through the, the um, uh, boot camp and Bunker Labs to try to get, you know, sponsored or help with their business growth. And others are just doing it on their own through social media. And I see this and I, I said, 20 years ago, you couldn't do this because we didn't have that. Now you have an opportunity and you guys are taking advantage of it. It's amazing to see the new entrepreneurs grow up. Have you seen any of them come through you? I've seen some come through me. Yeah. And, um, and start businesses or grow their businesses. So that's always a wonderful thing to see and to see them honor their service, but also realize that they are not their service. 
they're like there's so much more to them than than an important part of their life that they've participated in that they can they can identify with their service but they're much bigger than that too exactly i think that they uh sometimes they just have a vision of what they want to do and they push forward it and they try to realize that their potential through grit or through the perseverance and not just because they were an underwater torpedo mechanic in the navy or in flight missile mechanic in the air force they're able to do things based on what they really are passionate about and move forward do you think it's easier to achieve your vision your visions by just using passion or do you need grit and potential I think you need persistence. I think, yeah, you know, and if, if you're just using grit, I mean, there's a, in my career, um, toward, by the time I hit a tipping point where I was looking for personal development, where I was successful, um, I got promoted really quick, the, you know, the last couple of ranks, but inside I was miserable. I was using grit to do the things, to get promoted, to study the book, to do, to do everything, to run the marathons and lead the groups. And um, I was exhausted and miserable. And when I started my business, I started to use grit again. And then I started to get scared and resent my business. What am I doing? I, you know, I left this career and commuting and all of that stuff and I want freedom and time freedom. And I'm, I'm, you know, in the grind again, using all the grit. My mentor um, initially told me to talk to two people a week, um, you know, with coaching. And if I didn't move one of them every week, then I needed to work on how I articulate how I can help them. And that's when I had the most growth. When I wasn't, you know, pushing through and just grinding it out. I was relaxing. I was thinking. I was enjoying the my business. I was enjoying the time that I said I wanted off to be with family and to travel and to do all those things. So I had the vision of my life and I was living it. Whereas before I was like in in that grit, like I always was, because that's what I knew. Right. And it just I I saw myself creating a painful experience. So grit. I like I prefer persistence because you have to be persistent. But I think I feel like it's more persistent in your thoughts than actual doing because you could I do far less, but I know how to leverage other opportunities. I don't leverage all of them. <laughs> all right. That's outstanding. <laughs> uh, so if uh, one of the listeners out here wants to become a, a coach like you or or even just wants to start a business, what kind of tips would you give them as they start out? Um, I see a lot of people wanting to be entrepreneurs and they're going down different paths of um, digital entrepreneurship and things like that. And I always ask them, why, what do you want? Are you doing it because you want the money or are you doing this because you want to do this work? Right. So I always caution people not to go down a path because you think that's the path that's going to get you money. Like do something that you believe in and that you're passionate because that's what you're going to get really good at. Um, coaches, people ask me, what certification should I get? And I always come back to them. Who do you want to serve? Cause that's going to tell you, you know, what kind of training 
you'd want to get? Do you want to be a health coach? Do you, do you want to be an executive coach? Do you, you know, do you need a certain certification for what you're doing, but don't get all of the certification. I know. Cause I, <laughs> I was always getting all the certifications, but figure out who you want to serve first and then go down that path. Don't, don't try to serve everyone. Cause if you try to serve everyone, you're going to serve nobody. Exactly. You want to just <laughs> serving no purpose. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, how does someone get in contact? What's the best way to get in contact with you to have you consult them or to just give them a pointers? Yeah. So you can just find me on my website. It's stretchintosuccess.com. And so there's a contact me button. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Laura Noel, and just message me there as well. And we'll get into a conversation. Um, and then, you know, if it, if it feels like the right thing, we can get on a call and have a conversation. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Laura, for taking some of your time to join us here on the Misfit Nation. I look forward to a great success from you in the future and possibly having you back on next year or so to see where we are. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... It's fit, it's, 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 it's fit Nation.